Hi everyone, Brother George here. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Bible Made Easy Podcast. Do you ever feel like the world is so messed up that it's discouraging just to even think about it? I do. Here are just some of the typical headline-making situations that we all regularly see or read about on the news. The ongoing COVID-19 situation. War and conflict in various regions. Terrorism. Human rights abuses and alleged genocide in some nations. Never-ending political and cultural tensions. Murders, violence, sexual assaults and other crimes. Poverty and homelessness. Declining mental health. Oppression, inequality and discrimination. Cancel culture and constant media and internet outrage over one thing or another. Divisions in society. Degradation and dumbing down of society through perversion, shallowness and materialism on TV and in entertainment and the arts. I could go on and on, but you get the point. While there is plenty of beauty and beautiful people around, and that does cheer me up, it just seems like the whole world is upside down compared to how it should be, the way God wants it to be. It can be so depressing that sometimes I feel like just hitting the TV with a baseball bat or throwing my phone in a river. But thankfully, there's hope to be found in the Bible. The Bible draws a strong contrast between the failing kingdoms of this world and the splendor and beauty of the kingdom of God. First of all, God isn't oblivious to the state of affairs. The Old Testament is full of expressions of God's anger and disappointment at the world and its various kingdoms and nations. And finally, Jesus himself came to turn this world right side up. In Luke 4:14-19, we read how at the beginning of his three years of active ministry, Jesus attended a synagogue where he read to the congregants a passage from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, which foretold the nature of his mission. Here's what he read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Good news to the poor, liberty to the captives, liberty for those who are oppressed. These sound like the mantra of a revolutionary leader attempting to overthrow an oppressive regime. If that's what it sounds like, that's because it is. That was his mission to overthrow the effects of sin and the control and influence the imposter king, the devil, wields in this world that has turned humanity upside down, and to introduce a new government, a new kingdom, the right-side-up kingdom. The kingdom of this world is built on the degraded attitudes of man's heart, pride, selfishness, and dog-eat-dog. But God's kingdom is built on very different attitudes. Soon after the synagogue reading, as recorded in Matthew chapters 5-7, through 7, Jesus gave his famous Sermon on the Mount, where he outlined many of the teachings and principles upon which this new kingdom would be built, and they were like nothing anyone had ever heard. 
The values and ethics he taught were completely contrary to the prevailing upside-down values of society of the day, and the same is still true today. Let's take a look at some of the highlights of this famous sermon. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What? The earth won't be inherited by the rich, strong, forceful and powerful? No. It will be eventually inherited by the meek, weak and helpless who simply love God and others. Now that's totally contrary to the way things are now. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. It's more blessed to be merciful, forgiving and compassionate than hard, unforgiving and callous. Blessed are the peacemakers. Rather than stir up trouble, rather than express outrage and cancel people, rather than go to war and end up with death and destruction, it's more blessed to build bridges, to find commonality and seek peace with those we disagree with. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Has someone offended or hurt you, insulted you, talked badly about you behind your back? Don't add fuel to the fires of strife by seeking payback. Take the high road, absorb the hurt, and diffuse the situation. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Let's meet the needs of others. Be generous and help the poor. Strive for economic equality and the sharing of our resources. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Praying for our enemies means to actively petition God for their welfare, repaying their evil towards us with good. Well, I admit that's hard to do, and it's contrary to our natural sense of fairness, justice and desire to strike back. But loving our enemies breaks the endless cycle of You did that to me, so I'm going to do this to you. Imagine how much the level of conflict, violence and war would decrease if we put this into practice. Judge not that you be not judged. Where is all this cancel culture, outrage, division and strife coming from anyway? From judgmental hearts. Jesus tells us to refrain from judgment because we're not so perfect either. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. This is widely known as the golden rule. In other words, let's treat others as we want to be treated. Now that would turn the world right side up. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. Well, no wonder because he just exposed the twisted attitudes of the human heart that have caused the world so much pain and offered the heart attitudes that would usher in a radical new kingdom built on love, mercy, generosity and unselfishness. No one had ever spoken like that before. 
Here's a quote about Jesus attributed to the great French conqueror, Napoleon. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne and myself founded empires. But on what did we rest the creations of our genius? Upon sheer force. Jesus Christ alone founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him. So, if you're sick of this world and its upside-down problems, values and attitudes, take heart. We can enjoy the right-side-up kingdom of God here and now in our daily lives by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior and living according to his law of love. And eventually, Jesus will return to this earth to forcibly take what is rightfully his. From then on, as Revelation 11.15 tells us, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That will be the end of the imposter monarch, the devil, and his upside-down world, and the beginning of the eternal reign of the right-side-up kingdom of God, with peace, justice, equality, and happiness for all. I'm really looking forward to that. Thanks for joining me today, everyone. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button, and also leave a positive comment or rating if you can. See you next time.